Hey everybody, it's Nick. Uh, we're about to start the episode 74 of the It's Too Wordy comic book podcast. I'm just waiting for Ryan to show up and then we will start. Hey Ryan, how's it going? Amazing, you? Doing all right. Um, it's been a long few weeks. Sorry guys, uh, I know that you all look forward to hearing us every week. You know, all three of you. <laughs> and we needed to take some time off. But that's okay. Gave some time to read more stuff. And everybody needs a break every once in a while. Yep. Especially right now. <laughs> exactly. So do we even want to do the intro? Or are we going to just roll? Or what do you want to do, Nick? Uh, yeah, just go ahead. Shout it out. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the It's Too Wordy comic book podcast, where a couple of buddies talk about the comics from their childhood and today. I'm Ryan. And I'm Nick. And this week we have Shazam number 14 and the letter V, so we're almost done with the alphabet. And I'm really excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, because you know what I forgot to do? Wait a top v? 10 list for yous. <laughs> Man, that, and that was not an easy list either. I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm going to put one character on there, and then that's it. That's my top you. I already know who it is. <laughs> Ultraman? You know it. Yep. <laughs> oh, crazy. Oh. At least it gets a little bit easier now because, well, WXYZ. Yep. It gets a little bit easier. So that's not too bad. Yeah. Um, Can't wait for us both to do Zod. <laughs> that was not the Z I was going to go for. The Zoom I will give you a hint. It is a image comic. So there you go. All right. Okay. Early okay. image. All right. Where do you want to start? You want to do the V's or you want to do Shazam? Let's do Shazam real quick. All right, all right. So, uh, Shazam 14 by Johns and Collins. Uh, did you get standard cover, or did you get the one where he's getting kind of like hit by the lightning variant cover? I got the standard. Uh, I had to get the one with Superboy Prime on it. See, and I, I like the thunder or the lightning coming through them, and uh, that's... That's the one we went with. I, I thought it was a really good-looking cover. Outside of uh, no, Alien it's, and it's, stuff, I don't mess with the variants too often. It's a gorgeous cover, but I just wanted to see... I was The reason why I wanted to read this was for Superboy Prime, so that's why I got that yeah. cover. No, understood. I get it. Um, and it's one of the few times that you can get a cover where the character that's on the cover is actually in the book. Yeah, right? <laughs> You actually have an idea what's actually he's, happening in the book. <laughs> he's actually sort of in the book. Oh. So, um, I want to know what your feelings were for this, and then I'll say what mine were. How's that? That sounds good. I do have one question for you before we go. Have you read any of the previous Shazam stuff by Jones? No. Okay. So this took me by surprise. Yeah, and I kind of took it as a 
Good surprise. Um, I forgot. I haven't read a lot of John's. Well, John's hasn't been doing a lot lately as far as books go, you know? And uh, I forgot how good of a storyteller he is. Because even jumping in at this point, this late in the game, I think he did a really good job of communicating what the story is up to this point. Um, I thought the artwork was really nice. Um, well, at least the early parts of it. The it gets a first little... half? Yeah. Second half, it gets a little... Uh, sloppy's not quite the right word, but it gets... I guess you might say. Because Dale Fulton does pages one through five, and then Scott Collins takes over with six through 30. Man, yeah. There's a massive difference. Uh, yeah. So, like, the uh, flashback or the kind of retelling is Eaglesham, and it's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And then you get to the detective ad, and then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, well, that's different. <laughs> um, so my thoughts on this, I didn't... My first thought is I think they kind of took it a little too crazy with the Marvel family. Um, okay, well, let's talk about that. So how I felt about this book was it's a direct sequel to the movie. See, I have not seen the movie. And all these characters are from the movie. And you know how I feel about them bringing in, mixing the movies in the in the comics. They, uh -huh. they don't belong. They should be separate entities. This feels like an exact sequel. Because at the end of the movie, all the Marvels are there. You know, he changes all the people that is at his foster home into Marvels. And they fight Silvana at an amusement park. And it looks like they're fighting the League of Monsters or the Monster Society of Evil in an amusement park. Mm -hmm. So it just felt too much like I don't know. I mean, I love the movie, but that it, sh it should be its own thing. Right. Yeah. It, keep it separate. I mean, the, I remember kind of going off the trail here for a second. When I first got into comic books back in seventh grade, Batman, I think Batman was just coming out, 89, Batman 89, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember I did a speech about comic books, and somebody asked me, does comic books tie in with the movies? And I remember going, well, some of them do, some of them don't. A lot of times they're just using some of the characters to create the movie, but they have, usually they'll have like a special book, like uh, Batman Returns, the comic book, or De Demolition Man, the comic book. You know, you know it is a direct tie-in with the movie. And they have gotten away from that, but you're still seeing it happening in, it seems like they've gone away from having those special books for that, and now mm -hmm. they're doing it directly into the characters that they are writing the stories for and 
kind of selling it that way. And I don't like it. No, I don't, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the, this book was pretty good except for it just felt like it was for a kid's show. Yeah. The Superboy Prime wasn't even a big deal. He wasn't even a threat. No. I mean, him and Black Adam take him out pretty quick. So what was the point of bringing in probably the most powerful Kryptonian ever to maybe fight for two pages? Yeah. Seeing that? Three. Yeah. And that I bugged mean, me a little bit. It may be because, five pages, but it, I would say three solid pages, and then like a little bit here or there. But I mean, Johns did such a job of developing Superman Boy Prime and making him such a villain in like the Blackest Night series, mm-hmm. and making him such a jerk in the Superboy books. It was an adventure comics. He did some Superboy stuff. And then to do this and take a character that you developed to the extent that you developed him to, and then have him getting beaten down within just a matter of moments. I get Shazam supposed to be powerful. I get Black Adam supposed to be powerful. But they did what that whole group of Blackest Night couldn't do, or mm-hmm. what um, Infinity was it? Infinity Crisis, I think it was. The uh, yeah, family couldn't do. You know, they just couldn't do any of that. And then here we are, Shazam, Black Adam, done. For a character that's not even weak to magic. Yeah. He just gets hit by two lightning bolts and he's out. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, great. I will say that I forgot how much I did do enjoy Black Adam. Um, Mm -hmm. It makes me want to go back and read the old uh, Hawkman JSA. There's a series where a crossover event where Black Adam was huge in that that I really want to go back and read now just because of this. Because, you know, but again, I'm good with Shazam, Mary, and Freddie, and Black Adam. Call it good. There should not be an extension beyond that. Um, There's also one thing that DC used to do. They had uh, Jose Luis Oh, what's his can't remember his name. He was a huge artist in the 70s and 80s. And he did character profiles for DC. Like this is what the character should look like. This mm-hmm. is his um how tall he is, how much they weigh, what you know, all that crap. Like what they look like from behind and the sides, facials and all this other stuff. Garcia. Jose Luis Garcia Lopez? That's not right. I'm going to be honest. I'm not entirely sure who you're speaking about. All right. That name is well, not familiar to me, but 
he, uh, I'm sure you're probably close. When you look at Shazam, or sorry, I can't, we're just going to call him Shazam because that's what they call him now. Even though it's a stupid thing that he can't even say his own name. Um, Shazam does not look like Shazam. No. At all. Like they're, they're, he, I don't know. I just go back, look at classic DC when you're going to be writing or drawing for a book and look at how he's supposed to look. There's a definite look that Shazam has had since the thirties that he doesn't have now. And it's not just that he wears a hood. It's his whole face, his hairline, his eyebrows. Yep. And yeah, I remember the original look of him. And I, I, I understand over time you're going to make a little bit of adjustments to him. That's fine. But you've got to keep the primary the same. He was like the first character that I learned how to draw when I was learning to draw. So I have a soft spot for how Shazam should look. Mm -hmm. And just putting a costume on some guy with a giant chin, it doesn't make him Shazam. No. So, and Freddy doesn't look like Freddy should. Freddy looks like Freddy from the movie, and that's not right. Captain Marvel Jr. looks a certain way. He doesn't look like a full-grown adult Marvel. Ugh. But, all right, so what do you, what do you give it? Do you... <laughs> wow. Um, I wouldn't say it's horrible, but I wouldn't say it's awesome either. You know, I'd probably go two and a half. About two and a half for me, too. Not worth the five bucks. No. I like Captain Marvel, Shazam, as a character. Um, I wish I could read more of him. One of the very first comics I remember getting from a spinner rack was a Shazam comic. Um, And I really enjoyed that. So I've always had a kind of a little bit of soft spot for Shazam. I just haven't found a good Shazam in a very long time, unless he's a piece of another story arc. Mm-hmm. And I think the last good one I read was uh, with him and Superman fighting uh, before Wonder Woman kills um, Maxwell Lord. Yep. It's like sacrifice storyline. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I had high hopes for this. Um, I did appreciate the backstory Johns did. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was okay. Yeah, that's what I felt too. And uh, <clears throat> this is John's last epi- issue. Mm-hmm. So that kind of felt like, like it, like it kind of felt like an ending. And yeah. this, I'm wondering if this is the last issue I think 15 is coming out, but that might be the last issue I'm thinking. Yeah. Because if you take the entire 1939 through 2020, uh, 80 years of Shazam, Captain Marvel stories, these don't fit. No, not at all. Like, they don't fit at all. So... 
And it's probably one of those flash in the pans, like, hey, we made a movie and now we made a comic book about it, but it's not going to last very long. And uh, that, don't don't remember what this ha- don't remember this happened. So, and that's just it. You know, they made this book just because of the movie. Yep. Well, people are interested in them, so let's make a comic now. They really yes. want to know what Darcy's doing. No, we really don't. <laughs> <laughs> we really don't care. Yeah. Now that we got to see Mr. Tawny Talkie naked, that, you know. <laughs> Jeez. Tone it down, guys. Just a little bit, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So what do you got for a V this week, Nick? So I was thinking, like, this would have been the perfect opportunity to do three of my favorite Marvel characters. I had a U, I had a V, and I had a W, and they're all interconnected, and this would have been the perfect time to do this. You have Ultron for U, you have Vision for V, and you have Wonder Man for W. Would have been perfect time to do the Williams family. No kidding. But I didn't think about it because my brain is dead because I hate my job so much. (laughs) And I'm always in the recording studio all day. And so my brain isn't thinking in the same weird way it always does. So I decided to read from 1982, The Vision and Scarlet Witch, number one of the four issue limited series that I picked up out of the quarter box in seventh grade. Nice. I got all four and then I got all 12. So this ground zero had the greatest quarter box as a kid. They had all of these. They had all of the Indiana Jones. They had justice society of America, like crazy crap. I got some daredevils like, in the double digits, like early double digits, like 12, 13, 14 through like 25 for like 75 cents a piece. Oh, wow. That store was amazing in 89. I just thinking back like, Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. I'll take the first red costume for $4. But so going back, so this is from 82 and it's by Bill Mantlo. And if you haven't heard of Bill Mantlo, go back and listen to every episode that we've ever recorded, and we will talk about a Bill Mantlo book. Um, starts out, and this is going to be heavily in the Vision and Scarlet Witch TV show, that they move away from Avengers Mansion. They have a life. So um, Vision and Scarlet Witch are married. They move to New Jersey, about 15 minutes outside of Manhattan, and it's Halloween night. And you see all these kids like hanging outside the mansion or their mansion that they bought with their Avengers money. And they're like, uh, mom, I thought only kids were allowed to do Halloween. Why is that man's face red? She's like, you know, like, don't, don't, don't bother them. They're, they're okay. Like they get like a whole bunch of like teenagers come up and they're like, Oh my God, superheroes, you know, like, um, Vision's like, well, I don't really have uh, any treats for you guys. How about a trick? And he puts his hand through their bags, and they're like, oh, my God, you're a real superhero. You know? And <laughs> and they, they just kind of, like, walk off, you know, and let the kids go back to trick-or-treating. And 
one of them's dressed like a goblin, one of them's dressed like a ghost, and one's dressed like a pumpkin head, right? So they they continue they start like sit back and they like follow them home and they're like watching what they do and you know the witch takes the for sale sign out of the yard and throws in the trash with her hex powers and and they walk in the house and they're like somebody's here who's here and they, they like get full-on avenger and they walk into this room and it's jarvis when jarvis wasn't just a computer program right this is the butler for the avengers for since like 63 and he's like well you know i i wanted to come and help you guys unpack hope you guys don't mind and captain america wanted me to give you this as a as a, a housewarming gift right and he he gives one a book and this book is in ancient druidic runes and vision's like well can you can you decipher this and scarlet which is like yeah give me some time and i'll probably be able to but let's just put this down and let's make out for a while and so they they put the book down next to the fire and they start making out and <laughs> And then Vision is like, wait a minute, let me let, let me put some water on this. I got to go upstairs and unpack a little bit. Uh, you stay down. Well, the, Wanda's like, oh, I'll just stay down here in the library and work down here. And then we'll get back to our making, lovemaking later. And that's actually what she says. She's like, Sai, I suppose we can postpone our lovemaking until later tonight. And he's like, well, I got to get upstairs. See ya. So he takes off and <laughs> he goes upstairs and Wanda turns around and the book is turned to a certain page. Like the book is moving next to the fire and she's not paying attention to this. And it goes back through her past a little bit about her being in the uh, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, joining the, the Avengers, becoming a hero, uh, learning true magic from Agatha Harkness. And then it goes to the vision being made by Ultron out of the body of the original Human Torch, giving the brain the, the brainwaves of Simon Williams, Wonder Man, who really loves Wanda. And that is why the vision loves Wanda so much is because Wonder Man did, you know, before okay, he died. That makes sense then. All right. Right. So he's got Wonder Man's feelings for her. And what's really weird is she doesn't like Wonder Man at all. She really just likes the vision, which is awesome because... Wonder Man can be kind of a douche, but <laughs> I love Wonder Man, so there's that. So the book continuously starts moving. You know, it's like moving back and forth. Like windows are opening, weird crap's going on in the house, and those three teenagers with the pumpkin head, the goblin costume, and the ghost costume start walking up the stairs, but they're starting to take like an eerie visage on them. Right, their eyes are glowing, the the masks and the hands and the ghost becomes a real ghost. And Wanda's getting this weird feeling that something's going on. Right. Of course, she better, because if she doesn't, then she's the worst magician ever. <laughs> um the uh, so the the kids bust in, right? And well, they, they knock at the door and Jarvis goes to answer it and they just bust him through like the wall and he just goes flying right and 
So they just all start attacking Vision. And they have a great way of attacking him that the ghost will get him when he goes intangible and it will make him, it'll give him the worst pain he's ever felt in his his synthetic life, right? And once he becomes tangible, the other two, the goblin and the pumpkin, will attack him then. So he's constantly trying to find a way of battling these pretty invincible villains. And then this weird dude shows up. He's got a scythe. He's got like a Celtic cross around his crotch. He's got bones. He's got giant horns. He's got glowing green eyes and a beard. And he... He tells Wanda that he is actually Sam Hain. And Sam Hain has never appeared. I don't remember him appearing after this in all of Marvel. Like, he's there because this is Halloween night. And this book that Captain America gave her is his book that he's tied to. And he found it in Captain America 256, which is the infamous Greymore issue of Captain America. Probably one of the, one of the most famous books from the eighties for Captain America, and Wanda and him have it out for probably the rest of this book. Like Jarvis gets a good Captain America throw in and hits him right in the back of one of the kids. Oh my god! It for being just such a long fight. I mean, this book is all fight and I kind of miss that. You know, sometimes you just want a good fight, 35 page fight mm-hmm. that actually makes sense. And uh, so this ends like, okay, so yeah, they, they beat them. Um, Wanda. You, like this is one of the first time that Wanda ever uses her hex powers and her, her magic together and she defeats Sam Hain and not only defeats him, but burns the book too. So the book is completely destroyed. So that's probably why Sam Hain has never appeared back again. Um, Hmm. Then there's another knock on the door and it's just a random dude. Right. And if you don't know anything about Wanda, this guy's name is Robert Frank and Robert Frank is Maybe her father. This is when we don't know if Magneto's really her dad, if she's a Maximoff, like her mom, or she just some random kid that's grown up somewhere else. You know, it's just a weird time for for Scarlet Witch at this time. This book is awesome. I would definitely go out and pick this up. I did not know that it was like $13 for an issue right now. Because, oh, the show. Yep. And yeah, if you want to learn about Vision, Scarlet Witch, uh, Grim Reaper, who is the brother of Simon Williams, and that connection between Ultron and the Human Torch and all that crazy Marvel stuff, it's a fascinating bit of Marvel history when you get into vision, like 
I've loved vision since like seventh grade. So yeah. Um, not so much I, lately, but mm, not since the She-Hulk ripped him in half. I Did you really read cared. that vision by Tom King? No. I heard really good things about that. So have I, but I'm just like so wary about reading new stuff of characters I really like. Yeah. I right. think Tom so, King might do it right for you, but I I don't know. That's the last good vision I've heard about. <laughs> right. And I'm I'm probably gonna end up picking it up because I'm starting to go back and pick up books that I didn't like before mm-hmm. and giving them a shot. Like I'll talk about one of those later. And that was actually a perfect segue because the first time I read the book I've got. I absolutely hated it. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just do it for the show. And I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I have never, I'm going to be honest. I have not gotten into vision a whole lot ever. Um, I've read a few true believers where they kind of did a vision story or whatever, but I've never been able to get into Vision. Wonder Man's always made me a little bit curious. I've never read any of his stuff either, but I, I always kind of like the concept of the character. Um, and when you try to find the 90s, that 90s run he had, good luck. Oh, yeah, um, good luck. It's like, why? <laughs> Who's hoarding all the Wonder Man books? Well, but, only three um... of us had subscriptions to that, so <laughs> there's only three kids that had it. <laughs> all right so mine is called voodoo child by vertigo uh this was back from 2012 um by Selwyn, safai Hines, and deans cohen cohen excuse me cohen um and it just like the title says it's voodoo child uh, voodoo, when you think voodoo, you obviously think New Orleans. And so this is obviously taking place in New Orleans. Um, I remember reading this and I'm like, this was not good. And <laughs> this time I read it, I'm like, wow, this wasn't actually bad. Did I just read it on a day where I didn't want, you know, you have an off day and something you really like is just not the right thing or something, I guess. But, um, it starts off with a woman running through the streets being chased by a werewolf and she gets into a cemetery because that's the logical place to go when you're getting chased by anything. Um, and she calls her police friend and meets him on this corner. And he's like, just meet me here. I'll help, help you get protect you. And gang crap starts coming, going down. So they're starting to shoot at the cop and she's like, no, you got to get away. So she bolts off and forgets about her for a little bit. This priest, in the meantime, has a cult following, and they have this kid that apparently they have to bring in kids to be possessed by this demon lord to talk through them, and then once the conversation's done... The, the kid is dead. 
So they're going through these kids like crazy, apparently. Um, going back to the girl, she goes back into the cemetery again for some unknown reason, or a different cemetery, and she comes across this grave site for uh, Marie Lavu. And she is apparently the um, burial place of the notorious voodoo queen, a mystic cult voodooism of African origin was brought to the city from Santo Domingo and flourished in the 19th century. She was most widely known or a practitioner of the cult. And she, the girl's like, holy crap, I'm related to you because her name is Dominique. Uh, love you. And the ground opens up beneath her. She falls down and she starts to having this vision. And it is a vision of when um, Marie was killed. And so she's seeing all this like it's real time. And you can tell she's kind of like a ghostly uh, frame, uh, you know, and she's looking at the bodies and stuff. And this guy comes barreling in and his brother he looks almost like a um, knight, per se, I guess. But his brother was killed by Marie. And he's like, I'm going to get revenge for you. And she's trying to figure out why she's seeing all of this. And all of a sudden, this brother turns around and is able to see her. And this is taking place when Marie died way back. Let's see. Does it have a... They didn't tell the date of it, but... Um, when she died originally way back when, and this brother can see her and it's going after her and she falls back because he throws something at her. And when she falls back, she's back in reality. Um, she ends up going home and her only family, an aunt has been, stabbed or attempted murder. She's on, on her deathbed. She turns around and the brother from the dream where she was in seeing Marie's death shows up and is going after her. And it kind of leaves it at that. Um, so she has this voodoo power that she's just now developing. So think of a young mutant type thing where they're still trying to learn how to use the power and everything. She just doesn't know she has that power. And you're just starting to see it develop. Um, the storytelling was really good. I did not do it the justice it deserves. And the artwork was astounding. I could not believe I did not like this the first time I read it. Um, I'm going to definitely be pursuing the other issues of it because I think this is the only one I bought. And I'm like, I don't like it. Forget it. I'm putting it back. Um, this was great. Um, if you have an opportunity to pick it up, I imagine it's probably going to be in one of the dollar bin type things. It's not going to be something that's going to be a high value book, but, uh, as you know, that's the kind of stuff I enjoy. So, um, yeah, definitely. If you have a chance, pick it up, take a look at it. If no, for no other reason, just to look at how beautiful that artwork is in that book. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I just looked it up. Um, yeah. There, 
can't be a lot of these. Like, I wonder what the publication amount was. It wasn't a bigger title like some of those uh, other Vertigo books, of, like the Fables and the um, Books of Magic and uh, ex- was Exterminites or something. I can't remember. It was something along those lines. It wasn't a heavy pu- publication. It was just like, hmm, it's another Vertigo book. I've liked some of the other stuff I've read from Vertigo. Let's check it out. I, I don't remember it being a huge hit, and I can't even tell you how many issues it went. Uh, because I haven't done the research on it yet, but I am going to definitely be pursuing uh, additional issues and see how that story goes. It only went for, what, seven issues? Did it? I think so. That wouldn't surprise me. Because it kind of has a feel of a mini-series book, or maybe they were planning on doing more with it, and it just didn't take off, or I don't know. But uh, I could see easily see that if somebody had the right mind frame for it, they could go out and do like a Netflix TV show for this. I mean, they're doing it for everything else. Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, there's only seven issues and one trade. Huh. I'll have to see if I can pursue those then because that, that was some, I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed that after going, eh. Just going to read something I haven't read in a while that I didn't care for. So, all right. right. Um, Trying to think if anything's happened at Krypton. I'm sure there is. I'm just blanking on it. They did get a, um, I can't say life size because it's not life size. They did get a extra large Batman pop. I don't know how else to describe it. You know the Superman they have, Nick? Uh-huh. How would you describe that Superman? Um, he's about four feet tall. Like a four-foot-tall exact dimensions of a pop that looks like Batman. Yes. Thank you. Because sure. life-size was not going to be it. <laughs> <laughs> it was life-size for it. So. Yeah. So now they have a Batman and a Superman in there. Um, they're restocking all the pops. I got some new ones in, of uh, um, some hard to find ones, and they've got those re kind of put them in some new displays and things like that. They got a few more carded GI Joe figures that, from the original run um, that look absolutely gorgeous. Um, if you're a fan of the Star Wars Black series, they have been getting a lot of the new stuff in for that. Um, that are very nice looking. And yeah, I mean, constantly restocking. They put new books out constantly with uh, what they got. I know they got the first um, Dax the Destroyer in not too long ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is graded. You know me with graded books. I, I want to be able to hold them and look at them. So I kind of stick steer away from them a little bit. But uh they do have some good graded stuff that's come in recently. and um, So, yeah, if you are in the Omaha area, definitely check them out or check their Facebook page out, Krypton Comics, um, and see what they got. All right. So that takes us to Random Reads. How many you got? Um, how does half a graphic novel sound? Great. All right. So... <laughs> <laughs> 
So, like many of you guys know that um, I did, I helped out the Kickstarter for the Hellboy RPG, right? And right. I'm like, well, I really need to start reading Hellboy. And my, my, my history with Hellboy isn't all that great. Like, I had a buddy who was like constantly into it and we've, we had a parting of ways. And so it kind of like reflected on Hellboy that what happened in the nineties. So I always have the stigma with Hellboy, but I, I've, I love the character. Like, I don't know why I'm not reading it. So for, to run this game, I need to know as much as I can about Hellboy. So I picked up the omnibus volume two called strange places. And if you want an awesome read, these things are amazing. I mean, this thing is 416 pages. It's all color and it's $25. Pick up, go out and pick these up. I mean, they're super cheap and they're super well done. The, there's nothing cheap about this. The paper's awesome. The, the printing is great. Um, so let's just start out. So this one in the beginning, it's starts off with a story called the right hand of doom which is the origin of hellboy's right hand and he's traveling and he's going to a church and he meets a like a, an old priest and this old priest was a descendant of one of the guys that was there when hellboy was brought to earth and he and his grandfather or father did not get along very well and they were constantly going at each other and he found a weird like piece of paper in one of his grandfather's books that um what does it say uh, something about the right hand of doom blah 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 you know it's going to it's going to rule rule the world and you know and they get to know each other and they leave as friends pretty much so that was just a quick little story but my favorite one so far um yeah box full of evil is a is a good little story about <sighs> this guy opens this box and it's got a demon inside of it and Hellboy and him fight over the crown that for for the leadership of hell. And he's like, fine, take it. I don't want it. You know, you <laughs> don't want this stupid thing. Why do I want this? Here, you have it. And like a lot of stories about heaven and hell, like there's a switch, like somebody gets fudged in the A, right? right. And if somebody gets fudged in the A big time and that's what makes some of these stories really great is the retribution that these guys that are searching so hard to get to the devil are actually going to get to the devil and the devil doesn't give a crap. Right. Um, the conqueror worm, this book, I mean, they're so hard to describe like in words, like what Hellboy is about. Like this one, uh, it starts off in world war two. And they're up in Austria in a weird, like, you know, typical German Nazi compound on the top of a mountain. And 
Lobster Johnson comes in and he's just shooting everybody. And one of his bullets goes off and the whole place explodes. Like, okay, so everybody's dead, right? And no, something, something, they, they call Hellboy in because there's something coming from space, right? So Hellboy's like, I don't deal with aliens. I deal with monsters, you know, and whatever else. Mm-hmm. And this comet has a swastika on it, and it's in the shape of a, of a like a, maybe like the Nazi bell, if you know anything about um, that weird bit of paranormal conspiracy, right? Right. Um, it it actually looks kind of like a bullet coming through space with a swastika on it, and some they figure something is going on in the castle that. Hellboy did something in the past too, and they just okay. Well, it doesn't really matter, but they go and all this crap starts happening, and that's pretty much what every Hellboy story is about. They get a weird clue about some kind of paranormal thing, they go to the place where the paranormal thing is, something screwed up happens, and somebody gets captured. Like, kind of formulaic on like every every bit of it but it's so good like yeah i'd recommend reading some hellboy even if you read it before and you don't like it like we talked about with voodoo child and we talked about other stuff that we've gone back and said that we uh, we actually like now yeah i mean pick up pick up volume two don't pick up volume one if you already know the story of him coming to earth like from the movie you don't need to read the first one. I mean, how Mac Magdola will bring you in to some of these characters, like the Gollum and Liz, like just don't worry about the first one. Those are all short stories. Go on, get the second one for a little bit more meat to the Hellboy story. So, yeah. Um, I also read the... All six parts of Avengers Empire. I'm not reading every offshoot issue because, hey, I wanted to know how She-Hulk died. Let me just tell you, that is a giant... And I'm going to spoil it. I'm sorry, but She-Hulk can't die. She's immortal just like Hulk. So... Of course, she's going to be back, and she appears in the next issue after she supposedly dies. And <laughs> uh, just there was pictures of an Iron Man suit with a four on it. Like, oh no, is Tony Stark joining the like the Fantastic Four? No, Tony Stark's building a suit for Tony, like for Reed Richards. So, yeah. <laughs> thank God Tony's not building or going into the Fantastic Four because that would be ridiculous. Why would we need two of them? <laughs> um. A lot of crazy crap happened. Um, there's going to be a huge ramifications for Marvel after this. And I hope it's for the best because now the, the Kree and the, the scrolls have an alliance. So in the, hopefully it works out. I mean, who knows? I mean, it, it was probably one of the best large scale 
stories that I've read in a while. I don't care for the Null story coming up because we all know that I hate Null. And I couldn't care less. So maybe I'll just miss that one. I know I will. (laughs) But yeah, um, I tried reading an old Transformers comic from the 80s. Oh, that's tough. It was hard. This is number 32. Mm-hmm. From uh, I don't know. It's it's got on the cover used Autobots, like they're all in like at a used car lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that never happens in the book. There's no sign that says used Autobots. I mean, it's pretty stupid. Um, <laughs> book. Uh yeah, hard to read. I couldn't even finish it. It was just. I, I don't know. Humans and Autobots. Too much humans for me. Not enough Autobots. Mm-hmm. Too much interaction with humans for that. I mean, just like, ah. That's why I kind of like the new one because there's no humans in it. Yeah. Yeah, I've really been enjoying that Transformers 84. So, it's yeah, that's pretty much. Read too. <laughs> yeah. It's not just. I don't know. It was just too scattered. It was like, mm, you just, I don't know. It's too much. Yeah. It's not like I'm not going to stop collecting them when I find them for a dollar, but. Oh yeah. No, reading them is kind of, reading them is just not on the table for right now. Yeah. Don't blame me there. All right. So what do you got? Oh, I've got a menagerie of different things here. Um, so one of the free comic book day books that came out, no free comic book day this year. So they've been gradually releasing them throughout since the beginning of July, I think all the way up to this last week. And one of them I picked up was Hillbilly, the lizard of rusty Creek cave by Eric Powell. Now Eric Powell's best known. Yeah. The goon. Um, and like, oh, this looks interesting. I read this, and it's about a hillbilly that lives up in a cave, and the typical town folk. There's a giant um, dragon in a cave, and they feel that they are supposed to sacrifice a child to the dragon to appease the dragon, so they don't doesn't destroy their village. And this one little girl, her friend actually got taken to be eaten by the dragon. And she's like, I've had enough of this. I can't do this anymore. I'm going to go get help. So he, they go and run into this other guy. And he's like, I'm really busy right now, but go see this hillbilly up in this cave. He'll help you. So they go up and tell him and He's like, okay, I'll help you, but you have to feed me. Once we get done, we slay the dragon, you'll feed me. They're like, yeah, not a problem. Oh, by the way, the girl's going up there with a talking possum, (laughs) by the way. So the possum's like, oh, I've heard about you. Is that truly the axe that the devil uses that you own? He's like, yeah, I, 
I want it from the devil, and I have this axe now. And they go down to this cave where the dragon is, and the dragon comes out and goes, what are you wanting? And he's like, well, you've been eating the kids of this town, and, you know, obviously we don't want you doing that anymore, so I'm here to fight you. And the dragon, so you're expecting this big fight. And this dragon goes, well, you know what? Um, I haven't been asking the town to give me their kids. They've just been leaving them there. <laughs> and yeah, when I get hungry, I, I'll eat them. It's free food. But I don't care about this town at all. I don't, you know, I would be perfectly happy if they just gave me a pie or something, you know. And <laughs> the hillbilly starts thinking about it. And the possum speaks up and goes, no, you need to kill the dragon. You need to kill the dragon. Well, come to find out the possum's family lived in this tree. The townspeople came to build the town. They cut down the tree, killing all the possums except for this one, who, again, can talk. So he started planting the rumor that there is a dragon that is going around destroying towns and they have to sacrifice their young to the dragon once every year for the dragon to be happy, and so it doesn't destroy the town. That was how he's getting his revenge, is having the townspeople sacrifice their children. So the dragon, you know, they end up killing the possum. Dragon and the hillbilly are good. Hillbilly's like, I'm not going to eat any of your food because... He told the kid this, you're the smartest one here, and I would get out of this town because your town is full of a bunch of idiots. And he just walks off. I thoroughly enjoyed this, and I will be checking out other Hillbilly stories because that, that was great. It was fantastic, and it was free. Um, on the front of it, he says, there are many tales of Rondel, the Hillbilly, uh, excuse me, Rondel, the Wandering Hillbilly, but this one is free. <laughs> um, next one uh, are some quarter bin books I got. Um, this one's by Epic Comics. It's Alien Legion. Um, I've read uh, two through four so far. I haven't found the first one yet. This has been a lot of fun. Um, the art's amazing on it. Uh the major of a Italian uh, quits the Legion and is being financed by uh, one of his people or uh, one of one of his team's fathers to go out and find him. Uh, you come to find out that he somehow survived. The major somehow survived and the rest of the team kind of disappeared and he doesn't know if they're alive or dead. So he's going out to find uh, the rest of his team and it's just him going out and looking for the team and finding survivors and going back and going, okay, we're going to sign back up for the Legion and create, creating this ragtag team again. And the Legionnaires don't believe that he's capable of his job. 
So the recruits that they're now giving him are all like outlaws, murderers, prisoners, that kind of a thing. And he's creating this team uh, to go handle issues. Um, It's long storytelling, but it is amazing storytelling. You get hooked on the character. I didn't get to read the issue one at all, uh, but picking up on issue two, I was immediately hooked uh, just by the artwork and the storytelling that was involved in it. Um, Definitely check that out. That was a quarter bin find. Um, Another quarter bin find was, let's see, Legend of the Shield, The Web, The Fly, The Comet, The Black Hood, uh, all Impact Comics. I had never read any Impact Comics. Um, This is a subsidiary of DC Comics. You know, I, I have one or two issues of each of these. I enjoyed the heck out of them. It's just different superheroes, good storytelling. I'm not concerned about any of these books becoming valuable at any given time. You know, where all of a sudden it turns into a Deadpool character or Null or whatever. These are just, you can tell the people that are writing them really like the characters and were giving some great stories behind them. I am now going to pursue all impact books. I got to collect them all. Yep. <laughs> and then finally, uh, a couple of star books um, just picked up in humanoids one, three and four missing the issue two. Um, this was a cartoon, wasn't it, Nick? Which one? Humanoids? In humanoids? Yes, it was. Yep. I don't remember awesome. the show at all. <laughs> I wonder if I still have the DVDs if you want to borrow those. I may. I may. I, um, I, can, I can hear the theme song in my head right now. <laughs> it is... From what I'm picking up, it's like... Um, I don't know, mask meets uh, swamp thing type creatures, I guess. Kind of, yeah. (laughs) Um, I picked it up because it was Starbuck. I'm like, anytime I see the Starbucks and they're reasonably priced, I'll pick them up. This was interesting. I still need to track down number two. Um, I'd be interested in seeing the show. It may be on even Tubi. I don't know. I'll have to check. But, um, yeah, that was out there. Uh, and then finally, the cream of the crop, the Care Bears, number five. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the story, uh, the telling of how the Care Bear cousins became involved with the Care Bears. Um, this is basically the origin story. It's a fun little read. Um, it's the Care Bears, though, you know. So, yeah, that's what I have. Oh. Nice. <laughs> read quite a bit. That's a, a very weird, weird mix of books. But that's what I try to go for, so I don't get burnt out on one type of thing. 
Yeah, let, let me see if I can find that Inhumanoids DVD set. Mm. There wasn't many episodes, so you won't it won't be that long. Yeah, no, that's cool. I I kind of vaguely remember it was a cartoon, but I, I some of that stuff just ran together that like that and the visionaries and the couple others. And I was like, yeah, what's what? See, if I remember right, it was it was uh, a special thing. Like they were, it was on to see if we would watch it. So they would have like one episode on and then they would play the next week. It would be like visionaries. And then the next week it would be something else. And then, then they, if, if we liked that certain one, then that one would get a series. And I think visionaries one, maybe one, but visionaries is horrible. (laughs) Like the thought, like the thought in my head of visionaries. Like I remember these figurines that were so stupid like I didn't even want to collect them as a kid, but I want them now for some didn't reason. They have like the hologram on their chest or something, yep. and on their staffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like oh. I, I want them now. I didn't want them then. I wanted the Inhumanoids because they were gigantic. Really? Like they were. Uh, yeah, they were about a foot and a half, maybe two feet tall, for the monsters. Oh. Huh. And which makes sense. And then you'd have like the regular humans, but yeah, like they could, like the humans would fit in the skeleton's chest. Right. Oh, wow. Like his rib cage would separate. Right. You could put the guy in there and close his rib cage on him. They were, they were huge. And yeah, I really want to get my hands on some of them. (laughs) But where would I put them? You know, like, You just have to put some of your other stuff away in a box for a couple of years and rotate them through. Right. Then Sophie would get to them and be like, hey, look what I found. Like my Castle Grayskull (laughs) that she plays Barbies in. (laughs) That is a beautiful Barbie dream house. She loves it. (laughs) I'm like, look, they made new He-Man toys. You want to buy these so you can play them in your Castle Grayskull? No. Like, okay. I kind of do. (laughs) <laughs> have you have have you seen the new uh, Master of the Universe toys? Um, I'm trying to think if I have. They have them at Walmart, and their hair is a separate piece, like it's glued on, and it looks horrible. It looks really dumb. I'll have to look into. It. I don't think I've I've seen them. Now that you say that, and they were fourteen dollars a piece. Go. But that's like those new GI Joes. They're like twelve ninety nine a piece. Like, mm-hmm. What happened to you know five bucks mowing the lawn, getting three bucks, and going up and buying like two GI Joe fit cards? You know, right? <laughs> no, the, the old days are done. Yeah. Unless you want to buy some random mystery pack. Yeah, I'm good on that. <sighs> oh. All so right. I, I did do my top ten. I did, did? get it done. Yeah, can you believe All it? All right. Feel free to go first. All right, so now is probably the time for everybody's favorite segment, the top ten list. <laughs> so today, the top ten list is you. Um, number ten, U.S. agent. Number nine, the unicorn. Number eight, Ursa from Superman. Uh, number seven is a cheat, Ultra Force. From Malibu Comics. Number six, Ultraman from DC. Number five, Usagi Ojimbo. 
four, Ulysses Bloodstone, three, The Unknown Soldier, two, Union Jack, and number one, Ultron 5. Wow. All right. All right. Nice list. All right. Uh, my ten, top or ten is Union, nine, Utah the Watcher, eight, Ursa Major, seven, Updraft from G.I. Joe, six, Uncle Sam, five, The Unknown Soldier, four, U.S. Agent, number three, Ultron, number two, Union Jack, number one, Uncle Scrooge. I thought it would be a cheat if I did Ultron one through ten. Because <laughs> they're they're all different. They all have different personalities. They all have different body styles. They one was a trash can for a while. Ultron <laughs> one. Have you ever have you ever seen Ultron one? I when I made my Ultron five suit, I wanted to, and yeah, sorry Scott, I totally forgot about Uncle Scrooge. God. <laughs> We talked about Uncle Scrooge last week, right? <laughs> yeah. we, we totally talked about it. Like, I, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot Uncle Scrooge. But when I made my Ultron 5 costume, I wanted to make an Ultron 1 that was remote controlled like an R2-D2 and have him run around and be like, destroy humans, destroy humans, destroy. <laughs> <laughs> but because he's so ugly. Like you do, you have to look up Ultron one. He's so ridiculous looking. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. Oh, um, <laughs> so I we started to watch. This is like now we're on to the news. So you, uh, I started watching Cobra Kai with Sonya, yeah. and I'm trying. I told her that we would uh, do this episode quick so she could watch some, and we're on an hour five right now. So <laughs> guess what? <laughs> She's up there like, I want to watch it. Super good. <laughs> like, if you were a fan of Karate Kid as a kid, you're going to love this because it's the opposite side. You know? Um, mm-hmm. And you're watching it, and you're like, wait a minute. Now, when, when the fight in... The original Karate Kid, like it actually said in the beginning, kicks to the face will get you disqualified, right? Right. Didn't Danny win with a kick to the face? And that's pretty much what Cobra Kai is about. Like how his name is, is Tommy, right? Tommy. Uh, Johnny. 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 His life crashed after that, right? And right. Danny's went skyrocketing. And that's what it's about, like what happened after that fight and what happened to the characters. And this is Danny's or this is uh, Johnny's view of how his life turned out. Super Mm. good. I also found on Tubi the Ultra Force cartoon from Malibu. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Dude, if you want to see and feel what the 90s were all about you have to watch this <laughs> the, oh my god like, like guys with ponytails um just i i it's, it's so hard to describe like prime yeah he's billy batson shazam but his body is made out of goo and he 
turns into slime when he changes back into the kid. Um, Hardcase has a giant ponytail and a giant metal cage around his body that just does not seem like you could fight in it. There is a ghoul that can touch things and see the past. Uh, Lord Pumpkin, who's a guy with a giant pumpkin head. Just if you want to relive 90s comics in a cartoon form, go don't even watch Wildcats because that move that show is horrible. <laughs> watch Ultra Force and just relive the majesty of <laughs> crazy crap that we read in the 90s. <laughs> the majesty. <laughs> well, that's great. I'll have and to go then, out and watch that one. And then you wonder why Marvel won't use them after they bought all of Malibu's stuff. There's so many good characters sitting in dustbins. Oh. There is. I, I would actually love for Lord Pumpkin to show up in a Marvel book and bring some of those characters along with him. There you go, Hickman. There's a challenge for you. Yep. Bring it back. <laughs> Bring back Mantra and Lord Pumpkin, and yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I can't. Oh can't. Uh, yeah, I, there, there's not much news this week that I know of. Yeah, DC did another fan fest thing. Not a lot of big stuff coming out of that at all. Um, I did see. DC offered Green Lantern to Mark Wade, which would be amazing. I would love to see Mark Wade take on Green Lantern um, after Morrison's done. Um, so, yeah, it's something about Morrison still being under contract. Bendis, Johns, they have all these guys under contract, but they really don't have any projects for them right now coming up, which is mm-hmm. weird. Um, yeah, there wasn't a lot of news out there this year, or this week, this year. Jeez. Um, I did watch uh, October Faction on Netflix. Have you checked that one out yet, Nick? Not yet. Really good. Starts off a little slow, but uh, there's some twists and turns that uh, I was like, oh, I cannot wait for the next season of this. Um, what else did I see? Uh, Penny Dreadful. Been watching that. How far are you? Season two. season two, halfway through. Yeah. I'm digging it. Mm-hmm. Um, still trying to figure out how much Dorian Gray is actually going to play into it because right now it just seems to be we need to do something to focus on somebody else. Kind of <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to give anything away. Yeah, please don't because I, I have been enjoying that. Um, That's the season with the witches, right? And the dolls? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So creepy. Oh, what was it? Oh, uh, the, and I also watched a movie called uh, Freaks, You're One of Us. 
How's that? It is a German movie that was dubbed into English. Um, and it took me a minute to realize that. I'm like, their mouths are com- kind of off with this, what they're saying. And then every time something would come up, they'd always have an English subtitle. I'm like, uh, there it is. Um, that was actually pretty good. It was only an hour and 36 minutes or something like that. Um, the whole premise is that the government is giving pills to these people and they're taking them because they're being told that they're supposed to take them. And one of them stops taking their pills and finds out that they have superhuman powers and that there's others with superhuman powers and trying to make that can, you know, trying to form a group or find others and trying to get them to think as themselves opposed to uh, following what the government wants. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, there's been some good stuff I've been watching lately. Yeah, I've, I've made my way through, I'm on season seven of Star Trek, the next generation. I've worked my way through the entire thing while sitting here at work. So (laughs) I'm like, Oh my God. So yeah. Uh, I've uh, found a new favorite episode of it. Like before it was always like the data episodes, but I've actually, I don't know. I mean, now my favorite characters are either Will Riker or Captain Picard. Like (laughs) data, like data was so cool when I was like 12, like, Hey, there's this robot. Right. And then you're just like, Oh my God, his story is always the same. He always gets like corrupted or goes crazy or you know gets turned off or something goes wrong with his programming but that will Riker episode where he travels back to a planet that he hasn't been there for eight years and they beam down and there's another will Riker down there because of some weird trans like a uh, transporter accident and how much he hates himself like you're just like man he hates himself like all the like the stuff in his past that he's done and you know and finally they 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 kind of get to a, a part where they don't mind each other but yeah i mean like what would what would you do if you met yourself and people are like well i would you know we would be super good friends like no you'd actually see the flaws in you that you don't like mm-hmm. and that kind of was brought up in that and there's an episode in I think like the first season, like Picard and Wesley have to go to a space station so he can get his heart replaced. And he's telling the story about how he was young and foolish and fought two Nausicans in a bar or three or four Nausicans in a bar and got stabbed through the heart and laughed while he lay dying on the floor. And in season six, they come back to that. He's having, he gets shot in the chest and his heart stops and he goes to the afterlife and it's Q and Q's like, we're going to, you know, Picard's like, you, you 
this isn't the afterlife. You're not supposed to be here. And Q's like, why not? Why, why couldn't I be God? Why couldn't I be the almost all powerful thing in the universe? And goes through Picard's younger life. And he's trying to fix the like the mistakes that he made through the way. Like he sleeps with one of his friends like in school. And then she doesn't talk to him again after that. And he saves his friend from getting into a fight with the Nausicans. And then he doesn't get stabbed by the Nausicans. And he ends up being like some lowly lieutenant on the starship who's in charge of like communications or some crap. And he's like, well, couldn't I like move up? And Riker's like, not you. You take no chances, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's no way. You play it safe all the time. And so Picard has to go back and fight the Nausicans with the knowledge that he's going to get stabbed. And the reason why in the past, why Picard laughs when he gets stabbed is because that's not young Picard that gets stabbed. That's old Picard that gets stabbed. And he's laughing because he's finally fixed the timeline. So it's like, God, six years in between the story and just like crazy shit. And like, wow. Oh my God. That's some detail. He like brought it all the way back and like, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Like now I'm like, where do I go now? I don't like Deep Space Nine. I don't like Voyager. Let's redo Enterprise. Like, oh God. I'm running out of Star Trek to listen, watch, man. I'm just like, I, I watched The Mandalorian again for the second time. I'm like running out of like nerd shows. Next season of Mandalorian is supposed to be coming soon. Yeah. October or something. And. I tried watching Sabrina. Like I, I really like the the idea of the Sabrina show, but I I'm not sure if it's for my age range, right? It's it seems right. kind of like you know Riverdale for me. Like I yeah. feel kind of weird watching the show that's made for like a twelve year old. But one one show I will not watch, and it's. Be, a crime because it's one of my favorite books uh, from the 2000s is Lucifer by Mike Carey and Peter mm-hmm. Gross. Right. I will not watch that show because when you, when you watch it, like on like Netflix, we'll have the preview and it's right away. The dude shirtless with the, like, I'm like, come on. Now I know exactly who this is meant for. And now I don't want to watch this. Right. <laughs> just, it's, it's not going to be that storyline. It's not going to be him. You know, he's a detective for God's sakes. Like that's not, no, it's okay. I don't care. Um, yeah. <laughs> and um, I really need to go out and buy Star Trek Discovery because I want to find out why everybody hates it so much. And I actually really like it. Like, like the fans are like, it's bullshit. Like, and uh, yeah, Scott just brought up the house on haunted or the, the haunting of Hill house. That show is amazing. And we have one episode left and it's like, my wife is like holding off on watching the final. Like she's just, waiting for like 10 years to come by and watch the last episode. So it doesn't end. <laughs> she did that with, with like Sherlock. There's an episode at the end of the season. Like I think it's four where they go back and it's them in the 1890s or the yeah. 1880s. 
Yeah. I'm like, there's a new episode. Uh, it's okay. Like, she's just waiting for. I don't know what she's waiting for, but she's, it's like she doesn't want the show to end, so she doesn't yeah. watch the end final episode. And I'm like dying to watch these things. <laughs> That's not quite how it works. It still ends if, even if you don't watch the final episode. Right. Like, <laughs> I've watched like the new Dracula show. That's by Stephen Moffat. Uh -huh. We're still on episode one because we're trying to find a way of watching this two hour or the next four hours without Sophie coming in and looking at Dracula's butt the entire time. <laughs> like, oh. Really want to figure out how we're going to watch those. <laughs> All right. You miss those days when your kids don't care what you're watching anymore. They just and they don't want anything to do with you. So, I mean, enjoy it while you got it, Nick. <laughs> I don't know. I've watched so much Abby Hatcher lately. It's just like, oh man, so many kids' cartoons. <laughs> There's one on Netflix called, uh, what is it? There's there's an alien one. Alien News, I think it is, where a whole bunch of aliens come down and they they observe humanity and then they report back to their home planet as a news channel and they get everything all wrong, <laughs> which is really funny. And one from Japan called Bread Barbershop. She loves this show and it is super weird, but it's actually really kind of funny. It's and yes. What? Bread barbershop, and they're they're all foods. And this guy, he's a he's like a piece of toast. He has a barbershop, and he does everybody in town's hair with like whipped cream and candy and sushi. And yeah, it's his his assistant is a bottle of milk, and <laughs> he's got a receptionist who I think is a cupcake, and he's. Yeah. Crazy show. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> We're like, you want to watch what? But and Sophie was asking me, she was like, You you wouldn't know this. I'm like, you're five. What do I what don't I know? She's like, What is space? I'm like, what? What do you mean what is space? Like outer space? Yeah, so we had a discussion on how the universe was formed, how planets were formed, what stars are, what surrounds the stars. Like, I'm like, you know, all those stars in the sky are actually like suns, right? And those suns possibly have planetary systems around them that possibly have life around them. Can you imagine how many like aliens there are in the universe? And she's like, oh my God, I, I like blew her mind. It was really <laughs> funny. But she's the only fifth grader who's going to go into kindergarten knowing what dark matter is. <laughs> so we got that. What's two plus two? I have no idea, but I can tell you what dark matter is. I can tell you what dark matter is. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> um. Oh. All right, so I think we've been on here for what about an hour and a half now? Yeah, it, yeah. it just flew by. 
So I think we should probably cut off now, huh? Uh, yeah, I think we should be done for the evening. Yeah, I think we've uh, run out of stuff. But All right, man. Um, so hopefully you enjoyed this episode that we did. I know we did because we were having a lot of fun. And we actually had a lot of um, communication on podbugging live, which is actually the most that we've ever had. So thank you guys for showing up and um, helping us bring up new topics to talk about on the show. Um, without you, I probably wouldn't have thought about talking about Uncle Scrooge or, you know, some of that other stuff. But yeah, um, come back next Monday where we start at seven in Central Time. So it's been fun. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later. It's been Nick. Ryan. Bye. Bye, guys.